What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that wanted to take your hand. Wow, okay. I can see from your face that I don't think anybody got that. No, 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 they did not. My name's Joe. You might have heard of me before. And joining me is not a lonely one, but just one new droid to talk to you about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. His name is Corey. The podcast that used to be a spice runner. That's good. Yeah, right? Yeah. We have, from Sequel, the podcast that dropped a tree on BB-8. We would never. We would never. My wife would fucking divorce me. Uh, <laughs> from Mr. <laughs> that is Matthew. <laughs> Maybe edit that out. Whoops. The podcast that knows a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. And our lost fallen brethren, Frank, has put in the bet... The podcast that is taking one last look, sir, at our friends. And I cried. I cried a little bit reading that one. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That one That one stung a little bit. No context, no spoilers yet. Cool. Great. No. I don't think so. Yeah. It's uh, the end of the Skywalker saga. It's the last episode of Star Wars, numbered episode I think we're getting. But more on that later. Yeah. We gotta let you know what we've been watching. So, Corey... Answer the age-old question, what have you been watching? Not a whole ton. Um, I did watch the most recent episode of The Mandalorian before I came here tonight. Me too. It was awesome. Season one is over, and it's That is the end of season one? I think it's only eight episodes, yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. It felt like a finale. So, you know, I'll talk to you off the air about that. Yeah, yeah, Because that is not what this podcast is about. Although it could be, because there's a lot to dive into. So much. So much. Uh, we got a good amount of Baby Yoda in it, and that's always important. Um, it's pivotal. Very pivotal. Every episode outside of the first one has had a good amount of Baby yep, Yoda in it. and it. it keeps me coming back for more. The memes that were like, you know what, I can't even talk about that either. <laughs> Alright, I'm just going to move on to the other things I've been watching. Uh, I that's watched fair. all the good myriad of normal Christmassy movies. I watched uh, the Christmas, I'm up, it's Christmas Carol. Okay. Which is okay. far and away the best Christmas Carol in my opinion. It's the only one I recognize as a Christmas Carol. I don't remember what other Christmas Carol movies there are. My point exactly. My point exactly. FX did just do a dark reimagining of a Christmas Carol with Guy Pierce. I think I saw a trailer for that. It's really long and it's pretty slow. It's not catching my interest so far. But it's dark it's dark, it's Are there alo- Muppets? No Muppets. Damn it. Which is a problem, I know. Uh, it's dark. It's the acting in it's really good. If it wasn't quite, if it was a little bit more up, like up tempo, it would be better. That's really the only thing I can say against it. Uh, I like the way that they took the story. I like, the, I like the choices that they made in general with it. It was good. I mean, it was fine. Uh, just like I said, long and a, and a bit slow. It takes. Is it up. a series or like a TV movie? Uh, it's like a, a, a TV miniseries. It's like three one-hour episodes. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, there's three episodes, there's three ghosts. I see what they did there. You would be wrong. All three ghosts, one episode. Not quite, but pretty fucking close. We don't get... That's weird. We don't get Ghosts of Christmas Future until like halfway through the third episode. Oh, wow. They got to wrap that up in a Yeah, hurry. they wrap it up real quick. But even in the... I mean, again, watch, having just watched The Muppets Christmas Carol, they do the same thing. Like, Ghost of Christmas Past and... Well, Ghost of Christmas Future isn't really interesting. It's just this big hooded thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the future isn't certain yet. Yeah. Present can't take a whole mess of time because his 
only today. Because we know it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of the stuff happens with Ghost of Christmas Past, which is. Uh, and I watched Die Hard. Die Hard. I didn't get to watch that this year. Yep. Um, I think this might be the. Fr- I haven't watched Die Hard in a very long time, so this was like the first year I watched it, going into it with like the lens of let's answer the age old question: Is this a Christmas movie? It's a fucking Christmas movie. Like, I'm sorry, guys. If you disagree, you're fucking wrong. Like, the first 45 minutes of the movie is, like, all of the normal Christmas cliches that you expect out of a Christmas movie. It, it's a Christmas movie. There They're we have of, it. The age-old question has been answered. Yeah, like, if, if you want to debate me on it, come see me. But, like, for fuck's sake, the one cop is singing Jingle Bells on his car before the body hits it. Like, it's it's a goddamn Christmas movie. I'm sold. Yeah, you know what? And you didn't have to push hard. I didn't. Like, I get why you're saying it isn't a Christmas movie. You're just, you know, wrong. At first glance, it doesn't feel like a Christmas movie, but wait. It can be an action movie and a Christmas movie. It's fine. Technically, Home Alone is a heist movie and a Christmas movie. It's a terrible heist movie. I mean, the like people, if, the if people that are performing the heist that fail, yeah. but like, you know... They're borderline incompetent. <laughs> they really are. They're also borderline dead based off of, you oh, know, so many science. Times. So many times over. But, you know, That's last I? week. Yeah. Joe, what about you? What have you been watching on this? Was oh, it? Okay. Yeah, on this uh, I watched, well, going into episode nine, I watched Force Awakens and The Last Jedi again. Nice. I did watch a good amount of Star Wars leading into it, but I just didn't feel like mentioning it. because That's fair. You want to know what I have to f- say about those? Go listen to the episodes. I don't think my opinion's changed. I love seven, and I think eight is also really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think my my opinions have changed that much. I, I think that I understand the complaints with eight a little more now than I did then, but I'm still not gonna budge from it. I still liked it a lot. Yeah, that's fair. And the other thing I watched was not Star Wars related at all. I guess technically not Star Wars related because it does happen to do with space. I watched Interstellar. The... Matthew McConaughey? Yes. Did you like that? Is it your first time seeing it? Yeah, I've never seen it before. And? it's It was really good mm-hmm. until it became so much of a mindfuck at the end. Yeah, the fourth dimensional shit really throws you off. Spoilers. but Yeah, listen, that movie's fucking old. It's not that old. Yeah. Apparently Christopher Nolan, that's his thing though. Like, I've never seen... Before this movie, I had never seen a Christopher Nolan movie outside of the Dark Knight series and Dunkirk. Okay. So I wasn't expecting him to be like this crazy cerebral, weird nonsense twist stuff at the end. Sure. And I was, it's like too much for me. I I really liked the base movie. I really liked the whole journey through space and all the stuff they do. And then for it to be so weird at the end, I feel like it made it less good. So they tiptoe around the wibbly wobbly tiny whiminess of it all. Yeah. Early on, where it's like. An hour down there is seven years up here, or seven years back home, and it's like okay. That's like crap. I feel like that's rooted in science, though. Yeah, I mean, theoretically. Yeah. And it's and it's fun and it's still fun because it's it it adds to the urgency of the whole film. Like Earth is on a clock, you know what Earth's clock is, and every time you go to a place, that every hour you're there is seven years back. That like like that particularly like switch is just adds to the urgency of it all and then he breaks through that 
like level of like time is a construct into what happens at the end and it's yeah. it's wild it's a wild it wild experience i, would I, lo- I love the ending personally almost but... too wild for me yeah i loved the ending the people that popped up in this movie that I did not expect to see. A lot of them. Matt Damon, Topher Grace. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yep. And it was weird. Matt Damon did this and played that role in this right around the time he did The Martian. Yeah, that's the the first thing I thought when I saw him. Like, is this like a spinoff or is like The Martian the spinoff of him? Yeah, like is this... How did this man get trapped on two separate planets? Like, what happened here? Slight spoilers for Interstellar, who's never seen it. I got to rent it on Prime for, like, I think it was free. Nice. I think there was some kind of deal, and they just let me rent it for free. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to rent this. How many years old is it? I mean, I feel like it's got to be, like, four or five years old now. Yeah, probably. Maybe it's, like, 2015? 2014. 2014. So I maintain I don't give a shit about your spoilers anymore. I give a shit about your spoilers, everybody. I only care up until, like, five years. At that point, see the see the damn movie. All right. You've heard our arguments, and you've also heard what we've been watching this week. Ooh, I like that. Let's give you the movie facts for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which is the first and only time I'm saying that whole title. Came out in 2019, just barely, which is the year we're still in right now, but actually by the time this comes out, no, it'll still be 2019 when this comes out. But again, but, just barely. But depending on when you're listening, it could be 2020. Happy New Year, if that's the case proud of you for making a big guy good job the movie though is rated pg-13 and it's two hours and 22 minutes long directed by mr jj abrams and it stars adam driver daisy ridley john boyega oscar isaac anthony daniels and carrie fisher i could have included other people but i feel like that might be spoilers i think so so i decided not to budget of the movie was 275 million dollars which is, wow. Staggering. I mean, it's set almost entirely in space, so it makes sense. <laughs> I guess that's fair. The amount of CGI they had to do in this movie. Yeah. It has grossed so far in about a weekish, a little over a week, $572 million. And domestically, it's about $290, $290 million. The scores for the movie, we got some... We'll say mixed results. We got Rotten Tomatoes coming in at a 55%. It's just sort of... Is that even fresh? It's not fresh. It's rotten. That's I can't believe that. Below 60 is rotten. Holy shit. Yeah. It's one of only two Star Wars movies to be rotten. The other one's episode one. We'll have a conversation about that in a couple minutes. Go ahead. Uh, Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, they disagree, and they have it in an 86%. All right. Sure. IMDb, 7.0 out of 10. Metacritic, 54. And surprisingly, in line with the Metacritic score, the user score of 5.0. Those are the scores. That's the movie facts. And we're going to go into our general thoughts about the movie now, which is always our spoiler-free. It's finally happening. I finally get to talk about this on the podcast. Corey, what would you think? I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I think it did... All of the things it needs to do to become a, to be a successful movie, I think that they made one irrevocable mistake uh, that I will never ever forgive them for. But beyond that, I think everything they did in this movie was fine. It, it, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it is not by any means the worst Star Wars movie. It does not deserve a fifty-five percent. Um, the action in this movie is gorgeous. 
all every action sequence we get in this movie is just unbelievably pretty and that in and of itself makes that's what you go to see these movies for like it's, if you pair peel away all of the other stuff you go to see fun you know fun action in space and you get that with this yeah this movie was entertaining my girlfriend called this one the star wars fast and the furious because they just do so much in it they do definitely do a lot. i would argue too much they might have wanted to consider making this two movies because they just try to get so much done in this. I, like I said, I think it's really entertaining. I enjoyed myself. I think it's the kind of movie that you can pick apart if you want to. And some of it I take, not issue with, but some of it I wasn't crazy about. And other things I really liked about this movie. So it's a mixed bag. Like, like you said, it's not my favorite Star Wars. It's not my least favorite Star Wars. It's, it's good enough. As far as wrapping up the trilogy, that's big shoes to fill. And I think it... It works. I, yeah, we'll I think get, it's good enough to get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that yeah. in a minute. That's actually going to be my opening thought. Okay. Once we get into spoilers. Gotcha. Which is going to be so soon, probably in about 20 seconds after I'm done saying this. This this Disclaimer here. So we're going to be spoiling Star Wars Episode Nine from here on out. So if you haven't seen it yet, bold move turning this podcast on. But this is your last chance to get out spoiler free. So go check it out. And then you're going to hear all the things we have to say about it. Starting right now, spoiler time, let's go. I think the biggest problem with this movie... I was very curious. I, I'm not, okay. not going to say the, the the thing that I, won't for, I will never right. forgive it for. Okay. I won't do that until we get the least favorite. Gotcha. I won't do it. Understood. Um, however, uh, I think the biggest problem this movie has from a plot standpoint is, like you say, it tries to do so much. And oh, I think so it, much. It's trying to do so much because it's trying to do... It's one movie that's trying to close two separate movie loops. So because J.J. Abrams wasn't in charge of all three, he didn't get the three act. He didn't get to do all three acts and set everything up the way that he probably would have. We have this diversion between Force Awakens and Last Jedi where we have two different sets of things that need to get paid off eventually. So J.J. comes in for Rise, for Rise and he's trying to pay off shit he set up in Force Awakens. And pay off the things that were set up in La- uh, Last Jedi? Last Jedi. Yeah, Last but, Jedi. But also largely trying to shut the door on a lot of things of the Last Jedi. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly it, right? Like I, don't mean, to... I don't mean conclude them. I mean just get rid of them. Whoop! Sweep those under the rug. Yeah. The things that I guess he didn't like. Which is fair. I mean, I, I saw... T- or, or the community didn't like, I Yeah, guess. I mean, friend of the show Mitch had a tweet with Kylo Ren's reforged helmet. And he was like, that is the most meta way of J.J. Abrams taking this taking this back. Because that's one of the things that Rain Johnson got rid of. He was like, get rid of the fucking helmet. It's not necessary. It's dumb. And he put it back on. Sure, I get it. Uh, I, I So I think he's trying to pay off two different sets of things and conclude this story. And he missed a little bit. Well, yeah, he. I mean, it's not, it's not perfect. It's not it's as not. good as it could have been. Definitely not. I think that they they backtracked on one thing that I kind of really enjoyed about Last Jedi, that the the, the community just hated. I am far and away in the minority when it comes to Rey's lineage. I was really content with her being son of like a, a daughter of Junkers. I mean, technically she is, but 
I, I was also on board with that because I think that sends a cooler message that's like, hero, a hero and greatness can rise from anywhere. Exactly, right? And they, and, and they even drive that point home when they show the little kid force pull the broom to sweep at the end. Right, they're really driving this point home that you, you don't have to be a Skywalker to be a great Jedi. Like the Kenobi's weren't a line of great Jedi's, the Windu's weren't a line of great Jedi's. Yoda is one singular Jedi. Like like these great Jedi's can be singular entities, but in, yeah, largely they are. Uh, yeah, and the, but in this movie, in this universe that they've built for but us, the Force runs so strong. Through that Skywalker blood, I guess. I guess. Which, again, is still fine. But then you end up making her a Palpatine? Oh, okay. So you went, instead of just making her another Skywalker, because you can't do that, you just go and make her... Mm, I tried anyway, but... And that's the point. If you make her a Junker, if you actually make her a nobody, yeah. that scene at the end when she buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers, and she sees their Force ghost... And she takes on that Skywalker name, that that moment becomes important now. That's a cool moment. That's a cool. Their character, like the Skywalker, isn't a family lineage anymore. It's a creed. It's a belief. It's a we're gonna do whatever we need to do to fight for the light side of the Force, right? But because she's just trying to push away the Palpatine name, yeah, she just I'm a Skywalker now. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be Ray Palpatine. Uh who else do I know who's cool? Skywalker. Skywalker, I guess. <laughs> and there's nobody else to carry on that name, right? Ben was the only one and Should have gone solo. Should have gone Ray Solo. Oh, Ray Solo would have been so dope. Ray Baca? Ooh. Ooh. Poor. Or just go by Ray like Prince. Fucking one name. Chewy. That man has been through a lot the last couple years. My God. That was a lot. Yeah, he's... Every turn, he loses someone in both His... movies... His break, oh my god, his breakdown when he finds out that Leia passed yep. away, that that hit me. I was like, that's exactly what I expect. I mean, at this point, he yeah. has he has like all of his perceived family is gone, from what we understand from these movies, right? We don't know what, yeah. You know, holiday special aside, <laughs> that, that, not canon, not canon. Thank God. Um, Really, all we know is that he has... I'm so glad they didn't appear in this. God, yes. We have... He, he has Han, and he's got Leia. He's got the people that he fought in the war with. Yeah. All of them go. It's his family. Yeah. Friends of the family you choose. Yes, man. Yes, sir. Slash get stuck with. <laughs> they did give the payoff from uh, New Hope in this, though. That was nice. Which one? They gave Chewie Leia's medal. They gave Chewie a medal. Oh, yeah. They finally gave that man a medal when Ray force lightnings that transport. I almost jumped out of my fucking seat. See, I knew that like they want you to think that Chewie's dead, I guess. But I'm like, there's no way they're going to take Chewie out like that. There's no way they're going to do him that dirty. No, for sure. I, I like it's, it's a jarring moment. But after a second, it clicked in my brain. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, that image of... Somebody who's a force user being able to pull a starship out of the sky is oh, yeah. very um, the Force Unleashed to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a part of that game. And have the two of them dueling with the uh huh, like the just like in eight where they explode the lightsaber. Yep, yep. But the thing is, the fact that she was able to produce Force Lightning 
that's what's that was I mean, yeah. outside the Chewie thing. Like that was the other jarring moment because the only person that we've ever seen be able to do that is Palpatine. Guessed it, Palpatine. Yep. So it's a, it's, yeah, yeah, that is the only person. It's supposed to outside be outside of the Force Unleashed. Yes, it's supposed to be a, a dark side oh, skill. It, yeah, hundred percent. It's hundred percent yep. a dark side skill. Um, because she's so strong. Like, obviously, she doesn't know that, but like Luke was able to sense that in the last movie that there was a darkness within her. Yeah, she says it. So many times in this movie. Yeah, really drives that point home. In case you were, you know, not paying attention for this two and a half hour movie. They do that a lot. That's one of the things I dislike about this movie is that they really hit you over the head with stuff. There's no subtlety in this movie. No, there really is not. Like, there is subtlety for Star Wars fans who get the reference that they're not shoving in your face, but... The main plot points of this movie, they are repeating over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think it's because they're trying to get back on a, a rail, right? Like, they're trying to get us back to a, a spot where it's on one rail all the way through, and they have to keep reminding us, there's darkness. There's darkness in her. There's help coming. There's help coming. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to, to put up with <laughs> as the movie progresses. Yeah. And again, when they shut up, when they shut up and just give us action sequences, this movie sings. Like that battle, the 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 fight on the Death Star between Kylo and Rey, that lightsaber duel is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that one's that one's pretty good. Yeah, it's. I would say it's the best one we get. Lightsaber battle? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, what other ones do we get? We I don't get remember the one any the other ship. straight lightsaber battles. The one on the ship. When they're technically in two different spots. Oh. Uh, oh, wait. That's, that's the one you're talking about. No, 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 no. They, uh... Oh, are you talking about on the... Death Star. You, the Death Star? I thought... What am I thinking of? So the one where he where they go onto the Star Destroyer to save Chewie. And they go to get the knife. And she goes to get... And gets the knife. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's when they're not actually in the same room. They're not actually in the same room. But they're still lightsaber battling, kind of. Um, and then she gets to the Death Star... And Kylo Ren shows up, destroys the Wayfinder. That was the de- oh, I thought I didn't put two and two together in the setting. I just knew that that was the planet that had the Wayfinder on it. I oh, wasn't thinking wow, about yeah. what location that was. It was Endor. It was on. It was on Endor because oh, yeah. because the Death Star goes to Endor to try to blow up Endor because that's where the resistance. That's where the resistance is attacking. Gotcha. And then Death Star blows up. It falls onto the regular planet, not the forest moon, but just the regular planet of Endor. And they say, I think they even say Death Star in the movie. I think Poe or Finn say what it is. Maybe. This is one of those movies that I'm going to have to see again. Yeah. Because I had to take in so much information. There's a lot of information. (laughs) There's not a lot for me to dote on specifically, just Mm -hmm. because I was just like, what is happening? I need to to know what is happening. So, not my least favorite which i will save and i think that i will never forgive it for i'm so curious to find out what this is yeah it's gonna be good uh the other thing that they did in this movie that drove me up a fucking wall backwards was ray i never got to tell you act one yeah i introduce it they bring it back up in act two you know what never gets a payoff in act three that that fucking line why bring it up again dude if you had just dropped it, and then he's like, what were you going to tell me? I'll tell you later. And then it never comes back up. It's hanging over my head a little bit. 
but whatever. It's not as in your face that they keep hinting at they it. They fucking... Yeah. It's a and thing between it him and Poe the entire goddamn movie. How are you never going to say it? And then I read online that the bullshit that J.J. said is like, oh, he's going to tell her that he's Force-sensitive. Go fuck yourself, J.J. You know that's not what that was. That's actually what, uh, in, in the car ride home when we were discussing it with the people I went with, mm-hmm. that was actually what we thought it was going to be. That he was Force-sensitive? Yeah, because he, cause he can sense her, which I like way better than having this stupid love storyline. I guess, but like... He'd be like, oh, I never told you that I'm in love with you. Cliché, cliché. So you'd Even rather be like, I never conveyed. told you, I'm also force sensitive. Don't yeah. you think Ray should have been? Then shouldn't Ray be able to feel that too? <laughs> they recreate the Han Leia scene. I'm force sensitive. I, I know. know. <laughs> that would be so much better. That would have been one of the few fan service things in this that I would be behind. Yeah, right. I would support. I'd be like, yes, good job. Way to translate that to a new generation. <laughs> yeah. But instead, because and, and, I mean, listen, and even if that is the thing, fine, whatever. I'm co- like, if if that's what you want to go, good, go there. Don't leave me hanging. Where now we have to have this debate. Oh, is he going to say that he's force sensitive? Was he going to admit that he likes her? Like, what is it? I would imagine that they probably filmed that and then cut it from the movie because <laughs> they were like, "This is lame." <laughs> yeah, you know what else is lame? Them bringing it up twice in a movie and not yes. giving it to us, like, I, I just did not, I did not like that choice. I agree. I didn't like it either. But again, part of it might just simply be because there was so much happening. Is it possible they just forgot it, and then the movie came out and they saw it and they're like, shit, we never paid that off. Fuck. We had to do so many other things. You know what? It's really not out of the realm of possibilities with the amount of things they had to do in this. Too many. Too, too many. many things. Too like, many things. They could have benefited from this being two more movies. Yeah. Just based on the pure breadth of what they tried to accomplish in this. Yeah, and again, like, they even... They, they do think... Like, they, they're still introducing new things, right? They're not making it just pay off and close and pay off and close and close and pay off. They're trying to introduce new things to the story, yeah, which... have still got new things in the story, still got new characters. Yeah, and, and that becomes overwhelming at a certain point, right? You, you get this whole battalion of ex-stormtroopers on Endor. How they got there, we don't know. I don't know why they're there in the first place. They defected. I don't know. But No, they did. You're right. I think they, they explain it briefly. They did. They No, they explained how they like defected. They don't explain how they wind up there. Ships, man. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I guess that those were the transports that they had. Maybe that was the planet they happened to be on when they staged their coup and got out. I don't know. That's the only, honestly, it's it's really the only rational explanation. Um, but I like those characters. I like that. I do too. Aspect of it. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> like, it, it's weird. Like, it, so many things about this movie, you can be like, oh, I can't believe they did that. That being said, it wasn't a. They didn't poorly executed i guess that's what it is there's no poorly executed moments in this movie i mean there's probably a couple like i said i need to see it again i'm not trying to pick apart the movie but i'm a movie that does this many things is not going to do all of them well yeah it that's right. just can't yeah yeah they're also introducing like story threads that they had never given us before pose like storied and like dark past i'm like that's new well yeah because they Finally tried to flesh out Poe a little bit, and they probably decided to throw a possible love interest in there. 
just because they felt they wanted it there. It doesn't add anything. Uh, just to confirm that Poe is not, in fact, gay for for Finn. But, like, Finn and Poe are definitely in love with each other, and it's totally cool. Yeah, it like, is. You can tell in episode seven. Yeah, we're, we're good. It's great. Yeah. Leave it. Like, I don't know why they keep trying to beat us over the head with love interest for either of them. Like, yeah. But whatever. They, I, I did, did you hate how Palpatine came back? I didn't hate it. You did not hate it? No. Okay. I, I mean, it feels very rushed. Feels a little forced. Everything about it feels very rushed. Mm-hmm. The actual physical act of him being that way. What are you asking me exactly? Do you dislike that Palpatine is in this movie? Uh, I don't hate it because it has to be someone. Okay. And it clearly was not going to be Kylo Ren. Okay. So, rather, th- it's it's better than them introducing a character we've never heard of and been like, I've been the evil behind this the whole yeah. time. That's worse in my eyes. Sure. I mean, I guess it helps that part of the story was fleshed out by giving us pieces of all of the other stories, too. Like... It brought back the fact that he knows cloning technology and he's utilized cloning technology. So he cloned all of the other big bad leaders, including Snoke. And you have Snoke clones kind of floating in like the goo. And then you're like, oh, it is. Pal- it's been Palpatine the whole time. Yep. He was the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that at all. Personally, I mean, it's as good of a big bad as we were going to get, right? <laughs> That's exactly true. It's a, it's the best big bad we could hope for in yeah. this situation. You killed you killed Snoke. So what else what else were yeah. we going to be given, right? Made Snoke go out like a bitch, and we can't really retcon that because that's a lot. Yeah, it's a bit much. But to find out that Snoke was essentially a Palpatine clone, and that's why he was so good at using the Force. Okay, cool. This is not anything to do with episode 9, but on my rewatch of episode 8, the thing I realized that I think bothers me the most is very stupid about episode 8. It's the fact that Snoke's robes are just bright gold. Mm. Everyone else is clad in black that's ever been a Sith. Yep. And he's just like, I love gold! (laughs) (laughs) He's just a weird, extravagant man, and that's why I guess he was not important. That's how you know he wasn't an actual Sith Lord and was just a Sith clone. That's that's the hint that they dropped, I guess. People will go back years from now and be like, oh, that's what they... And they'll come up with something. They were highlighting work. his non-real Sithiness. Yep, yep. Which is a quality in a Dark Lord, I guess. I don't know. Or Supreme supreme Leader. Whatever. Yeah. I find it weird that they um, they use, like, the... What's the word they use? Die something. Dyad? Dyad. I, I, I still don't really understand the concept of it in this movie. Again, it, it enters in... Because they're not in, actually related. No, it's... Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, but they are too... Yeah, I, I don't know why why they're a dyad as far as not being related. Usually dyads are related, right? Because like, then everyone is a dyad. Like Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan are a dyad. Obi-Wan and Anakin were a dyad. Right? Could have could have been. See, I don't understand what qual like what's the there's what's the prereq. So there's something special about those two uh-huh. that make them connected. Whatever that is, I, we don't know. Okay, we weren't we, given. We that. were never given that information. I thought but maybe reason, I missed a line or something. No, but the re like the reason that Ray and Kylo can have like these like far away conversations where they look like are 
it feels to them like they're in the same room talking to one another. Well, eight Snoke said he linked their consciousness together so they could do that. Snoke said that he did yes. that. Okay, well then like that's to what try makes... to lure her to the dark side. Well, then I guess that's what makes the... that's that was the qualifying feature that made them. And I guess technically Palpatine did that. Yeah, so if Snoke did that. I guess Palpatine did that. Yeah, I, I I didn't. I guess I forgot about the Snoke saying he connected the consciousnesses. But I always thought that that was ultimately... But that I mean, that could have even been a, bluff, a Snoke bluff, too, right? Like, oh, yeah, I connected you, too. <laughs> How were they able to do that? Uh, it was me. Yeah. I'm the best. I, have you I, seen my robes? Yeah. <laughs> um, but who knows? I mean, it then calls into... Que- it then calls into question Palpatine's plan from the get. Palpatine is really bad at plans in this movie. He's really bad. Because, like... Okay... So if he knows that they're a dyad and that you can suck both of their life forces together and really restore yours, why isn't the plan to get them both to you? I, well, isn't he... Wait, no, he sends Kylo to kill Rey. Kylo to kill Rey. As opposed to bring her there, which would help him out. Exactly. And then... But knowing... But then he knows that Kylo isn't going to or isn't going to be able to... And Kylo is eventually going to bring her, bring her there, anyways, which will allow him to fulfill that part of the plan, where she strikes him down and becomes all of the Sith. And the thing about that is, his plan would have worked if he didn't fucking tell her about it. That's the classic terrible bad guy syndrome, as always. Like, granted, Palpatine was not supposed to win this. The dark side is not supposed to win this. Mm-hmm. But it's such a dumb thing because it would have worked perfectly if you don't have the dumb part, like minute and a half of the movie where he just explains his plan and why she's stupid for killing him before mm-hmm. she kills him. Yeah. <laughs> like, really dumb. What is that? You stay quiet for a minute and you win. Yeah, really. Like but you instead... came this far, you couldn't keep your mouth shut for 60 more seconds. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then he gets that tasty, tasty moment. Where he gets to do exactly what he did with Luke 30 years earlier. Where he's like, oh, look at them all dying. Because that's what he wants, right? Like, that's how he gets Luke to almost strike him down and turn to the dark side. Is like, yeah, you know, look at all your friends dying out there. Look at the space battle. Like, your friends are all dying. Which is what's happening in this. Like, look up at the sky. He force lightnings all the spaceships, which I think is kind of dumb. It's a little much. A little much. I know that it's like the Sith home home world. So if like he has extra dark side powers because he's there, maybe. But that still seems like a lot considering you were blind, decrepit, and attached to a machine three minutes ago. And he doesn't force lightning either of them. Uh, no, he doesn't. He like force like stretches and then force throws and then lightnings the sky. Yeah, but he does such a massive lightning. It's it's absurd. It's too much lightning. It's way too much. And it, I don't think it looked particularly great. Like, the lightning usually looks, like, okay in that scene. It, it They, like, upscaled it too much. I don't know how to describe it. It looked grainy and weird and yeah, very it, fake. And I get it's fake, but... Just the way that it all, like, sparks out. Like, it branches out like a tree. Yeah. To, like, hit all of the ships. Like, it looked almost like Terminator lightning. And, and we've come a long way uh, since Terminator. We really have. But he also doesn't have that much, like, he has control over the Force Lightning-ish, but I don't think he can, like, he could use it so... He's been perfecting it for so long. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
But like to precisely only hit the enemy ships and not one of his own Star Destroyers seems a little much. He's a sniper with the Force Lightning. Not really. I feel like we should say more positive things about we this should. movie because we I feel should. like we're nitpicking it, and that's been most of the episode so far. Yeah, right? no, good, good things. Good and things I didn't about... hate this movie, so I don't want people to think I did. No, absolutely yeah. not, absolutely not. Good things about. I will for say next, that the next twenty minutes, the, in, the entire first act of this movie, I am so on board. When this movie starts, I get to see Finn and Poe on an adventure. Ray is training. I'm so in. Yeah, and I think unfortunately, Act One is the peak of this movie, which is a little bit of a. Of a letdown, but but uh, get... I went negative. That's my bad. No, no. I mean, Ray floating with the rocks floating around her. She's conveying that she is training. She's trying to 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 meet Force Ghost, which I guess is the point, right? She's trying to convey with the the so. Jedi of old. She's trying to, which is weird. I, I always thought that was on the Force Ghost, not the Force user. It kind of turned it around in this. Yeah, I was assuming like, that too. Like, like they just appear in a moment Luke, of need. As opposed yeah, like to... Luke doesn't Luke doesn't call out to have Obi Wan Kenobi show up. Obi Wan Kenobi shows up when he needs him, like when he needs to show up for Luke. Yeah, they flip it on its head. Okay, fine. Still really cool visual. Visually, it's cool. Uh, you get a lot of like funniness when it comes like well, you see like. Um, some fear kind of creep into her training. She's not as confident anymore. It leads to her accidentally chopping down a tree that falls on BB-8, which is hysterical. You um, dropped a tree on BB. The mil- the Falcon is on fire. You know, I didn't drop a tree on it. Um, you're right. Poe and Finn having an adventure, getting like a finally. Uh, yeah, we something we get... that lasts more than two minutes of them on screen together. <laughs> yeah, right. They do the light the um, the light speed skipping. Mm-hmm. Which is a new concept, which some, yeah. that's introducing something new, really fucking cool, like jumping in and out. Like I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, they proved that the first order improved on their um, light speed tracking because the Tie Fighters were able to follow through it. Yeah, many times. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, Except the last one. <laughs> we got a lot of Leia in this. We we got a surprise, like a surprising amount. Yeah. More than I was expecting. I, I, I don't know if it was things that they had cut from other movie and like the other movies. I guess they added in and they made work. If they had started filming some of this before she passed away, like I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how they how they pulled because it, it all looked right. It all sounded right. It didn't feel like they were pulling and chopping things from other movies and putting it in here. Well, I think they were probably just complete scenes the ones that have her in them and then they recreated it i guess with the other people sure build around it i'm guessing that's how they did it i'm not an expert and i'm not involved in the filmmaking process of star wars at all sure 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 but either way i mean it, it's not like it looked like there was it didn't look like leia in rogue one yes young leia where they clearly mm-hmm. hologrammed her in yeah um the <laughs> not to go negative but the hologram of young Leia in this looked worse than the one in Rogue One, in my opinion, by the way. I'm trying to remember what scene we even see um, Leia in, in this. Luke shows up as a force ghost and says, Leia wants you to have something. He oh, and then her. they do the flashback mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. yeah he she, looks fine. Yeah, she doesn't look great in that. He, he, looks, he looks right, but she did not. That's fair. It was weird. Um, also calls into question where, where Luke's green lightsaber is. We have no idea. We only see 
Luke's blue lightsaber, which is technically his father's lightsaber. We never actually see Luke's lightsaber. Well, you do in the flashback. One yes. of them has a green one, mm-hmm. but then it's mysteriously gone because they yep. both have blue ones, and I'm very confused. Yeah. And he uses a he no he uses the blue one, and I don't know. It doesn't matter. He uses the blue one, and then she makes her own yellow one. Yeah, that one looks cool. Which is neat. I like that. Apparently, she made that out of her staff. I think so. I think that's what it was trying to suggest. Yeah. Uh, that looked really cool. The I like end that. of this movie. Yep. I really like the end of this movie. Outside of, but again, outside it was, of the final confrontation with the emperor, yes, I like the end of this movie. Yes, yes, firmly agree. But I mean, like the actual end where she goes back to, or doesn't go back to, she goes to Tatooine, she goes and explores like the house that Luke was brought up in. Yeah, that part I'm fine with. It's it's the literally end line of the movie. Yep. It's the only thing I have problem problem I have with, with that. Agree, totally agree. Because it's so ham fisted in there, mm-hmm. Ray. Skywalker. As if to like open it up like, oh, maybe we'll make another trilogy down the road. Stop it. Stop right now. I don't think. I hope that's not what they're suggesting. The only thing, the only thing that they opened up for like the next round of Star Wars that I want to see is Lando and that girl going off on an adventure in the Falcon trying to discover who she is. See, I thought I thought maybe he was hinting that like... It was him? That it was... Yeah, yeah that, that yep. she's his daughter. Yep, that's... A, that's very possible. And I was like, come on, guys. Have some origin- Have some ide- other ideas here. Yeah. Just because they both happen to be black doesn't mean... They have to be related. They yeah. have to be father and daughter. No, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. And saying that that's more of a hint that Lando is going to go back into Flying the Falcon That's now. our new trilogy. And it's that's going to be the next... At least the next movie is... Lando and Janna is her name? I think Janna. It's something, it's something with a J. But even if that's like... They're going around trying to save First Order kid slaves or, like, reprogram stormtroopers. Like, that's a cool concept. I, I'm, I'm in for a movie about that. Yeah. I don't know if I'd do a trilogy, but I would watch a, a movie or a Disney Plus series about that. Ding, ding, ding. Because we have that option now. We really do. We've got to fill that not Mandalorian void with something. I know, it's already over. and it, It's bittersweet because it was awesome. But now we have to wait like a year for the next season. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to wait a year for this. I could barely wait a week for the next episode to drop. Yeah. I guess we start watching Rebels. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Go back to it. You're only welcome, like, Matt. We're like four episodes in, so I might as well. I haven't started yet. What else? Other great things about um, this movie. Oh! The new character, like his name is escaping me for the moment, Baba... Babu Frick? Babu Frick? Yeah. The one that uh, reprograms the 3PO? Yeah, that... Bypasses his programming. Mm-hmm. Babu Frick. That's Babu Frick. He's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> I love I, that I, line. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that little... Hi, I'm C-3PO, human cyber... That's going to be a problem. That I enjoyed a lot. I just had something in my head. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're okay. It'll definitely come back to me. Good. Oh, so they dropped the Mandalorian episode... The day before this came out in theaters. They dropped it on Wednesday instead of Friday. To show the, the healing? Yes. Yes. Dead. That's that's also what uh, John said because we yep. saw it together. And he's like, that I was... guess that's why they released the episode early. Everybody was like, oh, they don't want it to like, they don't want to like lose downloads because people are going to see the movie. I'm like, I mean, also, uh, bullshit. Also, also true, I guess, to a certain extent, but... But there's not one person that's... I think it's because of the force big... powers. Yeah. People that are Star Wars... Dude, a Mandalorian episode is 40 minutes long. You watch that 
before the movie. You watch that when you get home after the movie. Like, you have time. Well, they wanted people to see that before the movie. That's I think, what I'm saying. I think they, they literally yeah. dropped it because mm-hmm. they needed to show that yeah. some Jedi have, like, healing ability. So when that happened with, like, the weird snake thing, I was like, holy shit, that was a good play. That was a great play. I love that moment, too. Yeah. I, I like the fact that they didn't just blaster the first ugly... For the first time in, like, a Star Wars franchise, they didn't just try to blast and kill a weird creature. They were like, no, it's an animal. Maybe we should, like, try to save it or something. Maybe we should be, you know, the Jedi who are... Well, I mean, she's not a Jedi, really, I guess, by the old standards, but but that's what they stand for. And yeah, so... right. So that was really, that was, really that cool. That was nice, yeah. And then, it, you know, for it to come back and she kills Kylo Ren but saves Ben. That was, you know. And then Ben saves her. Uh, it was... The it was, weird kiss. There's a bit of a weird kiss there. I mean, I knew it was happening. Okay. I was... Uh, I mean, it, I... I was you 95% could... sure that's what, what followed that. Yeah, no. The way that they were looking at each other and, like, yeah. the way that the hands were on the face, you knew it was coming, but it was... There just wasn't a lot of setup for it, I guess. Part of me laughed inside because I just pictured, I pictured a scene where they're reviving each other in loop, oh my and god, the one dying, and then the other one revives the other, and then they die. Oh my god, me! <laughs> I'll never let go of our love. <laughs> <laughs> never let go, Kylo. Never let go. But then Kylo becomes one with the Force, so he does end on the Jedi side, the bright, the light side, I guess. Yeah, he gets to be a Force ghost now. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, I guess in the previous movie also, they have Force ghosts interact with a lot more stuff than they used to because they used to just be ghosts, but now they interact with the physical world and do stuff. Like, what do you mean? Oh, like, like Yoda has lightning strike the tree? Yeah, and Luke raises his X-Wing from the bottom oh, of the Oh, yeah, ocean. that's true. Like, I they can interact that. with the world as ghosts now. I didn't think they could do that. No. I thought they could just astral project and give Sage wisdom. But now this is a thing. I so... Can they, she have a weird relationship with Ghost Kylo? <laughs> Can that be their thing? I don't know. That's a well. We'll it never. Raises such a weird, interest kind of interesting question. And, and you know, at the end of a series, that will never have a resolution to that question. That's true. It's like the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Whoa. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, huge Ghost fan. <laughs> Turns out, this is all an elaborate ruse for a Ghost remake. Set in the Star Wars universe. Wild. A wild it. ride. <laughs> Kudos, JJ. <laughs> Kudos. Did Tip you of did the hat. It. Oh my god. I like... I didn't dislike the payoff. Like, so... Early on in this, they show that, like... Their connectiveness is starting to become... More physical, regardless of geographic location. Like, yeah, they're able to fully interact with each yeah, other. Like he's able they to... even have a lightsaber battle like we touched on. Yeah, he's able to pull that necklace off. Oh, yeah, right. Um, that's where we first see like how connected mm-hmm. they are. So to have that be the thing... I mean, again, subtlety is not something this movie does well. No. So when... Everything's very overt. So when Force Ghost Luke's like, you're going to take both of these lightsabers to... Exelor? Is that what the planet's called? Uh, Ex- Exegor? Exogor? Hold on. Exel- I can, I can do this. Exegor or Gore? Joe, scroll faster. Exegol. Exegol. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So when he said, you're going to take both of these lightsabers to Exegol, I was like, well, we know where this is going. Because he had just thrown away his own lightsaber into the ocean. Yeah. A scene before that? Two scenes before that? <laughs> Curious. wonder what you're going to do. Yeah. I was like... 
<sighs> but I mean, you knew it was coming. Cause... You did. You did. I mean, and that's that's fine. We've all been saying all along that in episode nine, Kylo Ren was going to get redeemed. Of course, he has to. I he mean, you to. can't. He's not going to be the big bad. He's too he... conflicted. He's too conflicted. Too much good in him. It's too much good. There's been too much good in him since he killed his father, really. Like, I mean... So before then, he thought that would help, but it only made it worse. It only made it worse, yeah. It tore him apart. Oh, my God. And the fact that Leia, like, reaches out and, like, calls to him in that moment. And that's that one where she's all black. And that's, like, the moment she passes away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, that was like, the goodbye to Carrie Fisher in this that I was like, yep, that's it. Like, because I don't think that was her. Like, that shaded black figure... No, but I mean, obviously the voice line was her. So the voice line was hers, and then how hard is it to be to find her saying the word Ben? Yeah, exactly. It's not impossible. No. So that was, I mean, that was cool. The fact that like he was getting his ass kicked by the Knights of Ren, and then like he gets he shows up in his pajamas and <laughs> takes down the Knights of Ren. <laughs> All right, so another. I don't want to go. I hate to be too negative, but a thing that bothers me about this movie is we've been waiting to get the Knights of Ren. And they, they don't do, do anything. They, they don't do, do anything. Nothing. They follow him around and kind of look like him. That's it. Yep. They don't have lightsabers. I Come they were, on, guys. I thought the Knights of Ren were the other, like, failed trainees of Luke Skywalker. Maybe? Apparently not, because they didn't have any lightsaber stuffs. Which is yeah, fine. Which is, which is weird that they never touch on that, because he took, like, half the students. That, that was the point, kill. right? Like, so, like, why are they not anywhere? Yeah. Why don't we get to see these people? Yeah, I thought the, I thought the other failed students were the Knights of Ren. Yeah, that would make that would make so much more sense. Again, maybe he doesn't allow them to have lightsabers, so they can't turn on him. Yeah, even though, well, I mean, technically he turned on them. He does. He like. I mean, nonetheless, the acting in that scene was was cool. Like the action sequence itself was pretty nifty looking, but like Ben's facial expressions during, like Adam Driver's facial expressions during that fight are all pretty cool. Where he's like, he kind of bows a little bit. Like when he, like he gets a lightsaber, he like, kind of like bows. Yeah. Like that's cool. Again, like there's a action is not is not the problem in this movie. No, it's it's the writing and the rush nature of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, you want to hear it? Are you ready for it? I am ready. I've been ready for it for like forty five minutes. Here we go, Joe. You've uh you've seen a, a little film called uh, Avengers Endgame, right? I have. Yeah. You, oh. you you know what happens at the end of Avengers Endgame, right? At the end end? The end end, yeah. Well, not the end end, but like the end. The big scene? Yeah. The marquee scene? The marquee scene. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. I've seen it once or twice. And, and, a, and a particular person says a particular line yep. with a particular inflection. Doesn't sound like anything we heard in this movie, did it? I'm trying to remember the exact, like... I yeah. am the Jedi. She says it with the same fucking inflection. Disney oh, literally took the I fucking was think, ending. I was thinking of a different thing, but yeah, I got you. They literally took the ending of Avengers Endgame and they put it on this movie. And more than one time, like they did more than one of the same thing. What else did they do? The whole fleet showing up. Oh yeah, that's the portal moment. It is the portal moment. My God, they literally took the battle. The the sequel actually touched on that in his email that I'm gonna read in a little while. Oh my God, it was when she said when he was like. I am the Sith. And her response was, I am, and I am the Jedi. I was like, fuck this movie. Not really, but I definitely rolled my eyes pretty fucking hard. I was so mad. And I'm like, and now this is, this is, it suddenly became a problem. It suddenly became a problem that Disney owns all of these franchises. Because Disney saw how much people attached and like 
felt that scene in their heart that they were like, okay, now let's apply it to Star Wars and it'll do just as well. We can put this in anything. And this is not like, there were so many things that she could have done and said there. And like, yeah, an I Am the Jedi makes sense. You have to, you can't, you can't do it. There has to be something else you can say, something else that you can do. Mm-hmm. Something. Like, I also expected to see more, I expected to see the Force Ghosts, not just hear all their voices. It was a cool I, cool that's hearing all of those voices. That's tied for like my favorite part of the movie, just hearing, hearing everybody, all the past Jedi give her inspiration. I'm like, that's that's good. I no, like, I, I like love I yeah, I yeah. love that movie. I really like it. Again, and that's and that's a payoff from the opening scene of the movie. That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to get in touch with all of these past Jedi. Mm-hmm. So to hear all that payoff would be a, is awesome. And now that she's finally learned to believe in herself, she can. Yeah, she's open. But could you imagine if like. Palpatine is like doing it and, she, and he's like I am the Sith thousand generations of Sith are in me now and then it's more about we are the Jedi and like all those force ghosts kind of come out and help her bear the load against it on your left wait oh what <laughs> shit no we did it again we didn't even mean to. this one was an accident that would have felt more like a Harry Potter moment when him and Voldemort are yeah Interlocked and like the ghosts of the people Voldemort killed came out. Similar concept though. Yeah. Um, that was that drove that's it, it sucks that one of the coolest one of the best parts of the movie is followed up by one of the worst lines in this movie. It sucks. Yeah, they don't they but, don't consistently complete a scene. No. <laughs> they don't end it am, at its highest point. I am super I'm super excited to go back and watch that scene again. And, and try to pick apart all of the different voices. I know I hear Ewan McGregor. I know I hear Alec Guinness. I know I hear Yoda. I assume everyone's in there. I assume Mace Windu's in there. I assume Mace Windu's in there, but I couldn't hear him the first time around. Apparently. And there's a whole mess of female yeah. voices. I want to know who they are. Yeah. There's more than one. It's like three. And canonically, as far as movies go, I don't know any female Jedi. I know, there, I know they've been in the books. I yeah, don't think a, of them. I know there's a, a whole mess of them, a whole mess of like high power Jedi's in a lot of the animated series. Mm-hmm. So they could be even pulling from there and getting those voices in. Still an awesome idea. That would really surprise cool. me. Yeah. That, that would make sense. It would. Because it's the only other stuff that we know for sure is canon. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I like how, like,. Even visually, like it shoots up past the lightning and past the battle into the actual sky, into the stars, for that all those voices start coming out and interacting to come back down. Visually, it looked really cool. Yeah. Past the shitty lightning. Yeah, you know, every scene's got to have some kind of drawback. Yeah. That's why this movie isn't perfect. It's true. Very true. So that was your least favorite. That's my least favorite. My least favorite is the final confrontation with the Emperor. It's it's not it's a nothing. It's a nothing fight. It's it's almost an afterthought. They're like one of those moments where like we have to end this movie. It's the conflict was between her and Ben the entire movie, and then it's just like oh by the way I'm just gonna deflect this lightning. We're both gonna die. It's how gonna happen real fast. Yep. My love that's taken three movies is going to revive me and then turn into a ghost. Yep. It's just because I had to do so much else. It just feels so rushed at the end. It feels rushed the entire movie, but it feels so rushed at the end. And that's the and that's ultimately going to be what holds this movie back from being in a lot of people's contention for top even top five. Yeah, like I don't, I don't Star think, Wars movies. Like it, yeah, 
it can't be there because it's just not it. It didn't set itself up to achieve the greatness that it needed. No. I mean, not not that it's not that it's bad. This is a very acceptable end to the saga. Yeah. Like it was, there was enough here that made me experience highs and lows. Yeah, and I mean, visually, it's really good. They give you some heartwarming, heartfelt moments in this. Do a lot of things really, really well. It's just the things that they swing and miss at are not things that you should be swinging and missing at. They're very noticeable. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I mean, there, there's this two-headed dragon battle happening at the end, and one of them is massive where the this tiny, itty-bitty resistance force is trying to do the best it can to hold off <laughs> the biggest fleet the galaxy's ever seen while they wait for other people to just hopefully show up. A thing that's crazy about that, I actually read, I think I read this on Reddit somewhere, but, uh, so the rebellion or the resistance or whatever has mm-hmm. been trying to recruit people to their cause for the better part of a year or over a year, and Lando Calrissian is the most charming man in the world because he does it in the better part of an afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. That's absurd. To th- like, I didn't realize it until I read that, and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Goddamn Lando is cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the thought is that after what happened at the end of Last Jedi, when they sent out their signal that was like, "Hey, we're still around, we still exist," a lot of a lot of planets and systems decided that they were going to throw throw their hat in the ring eventually, but just weren't going to do it until until they sent until it was absolutely yeah. like necessary and clearly it was absolutely necessary. And they showed up like shit's going down. Yeah. But I again, can't, I can't do a Billy Billy D Williams. Billy D Williams impression, but if I could it would have gone right there. Yep. The thing is had they all shown up right after the call, if all of those star systems had all sent whatever they could, then the resistance probably would have had a better chance in the first place cuz that was a lot of fucking ships. It's a lot of fucking ships all going to one yeah. place. Oh, so many. So many. I won't steal the thunder of the email I have from John because he enjoyed a certain part of that so much. Okay. Yeah. But uh, favorites. Favorites. I liked I liked everything that happened on the Death Star. I like everything that happened on the Death Star. I like the fact that she had to go back to her scavenger past and crawling through abandoned um, Imperial ships. Who did do that? I like the fact that they use Wayfinders. Um, I like the fact that there's a Wayfinder on the Death Star. That makes a lot of sense to me. The action sequence that happens after the fact when the real, only real fight between the two of them. I thought it was a really good lightsaber fight. I think you get a payoff of getting your moment to say goodbye to Princess Leia in this, or General Leia. I think that was probably one of the most complete scenes in the whole movie. From top to bottom, I don't really have any issue with anything that happened in that sequence so that for me is is definitely my favorite part and you can't argue with that um i think my favorite part like i said i love the first act of this movie it got me so jazzed up about the movie i was like i'm in Mm -hmm. and then it slowly bottomed out from there and i was like oh no when's the next hill in this roller coaster when do we go back up but yeah I'd, i'd probably say like the first 20 minutes of the movie are my favorite just because everything is clicking yeah and i'm on board and it, it definitely sing. the first 20 minutes of the yeah. movie fucking sing i love it outside of the crawl because the crawl is worded really badly it just starts with the dead speak oh, it's like yeah. it's a bad newspaper headline instead of this cool 
exposition dump that we've been given in all the other movies. It's just the style of it I don't like in this one. They also openly say right out the gate that Palpatine's voice is getting blasted over yeah. the airwaves. Like, nobody is... We bought this tiny AM station. No, nobody, nobody, like, the other systems aren't, like, being like, hold on a second. That's a problem. <laughs> like, we, uh... We can't trace this signal, though. Yeah, well... Even still, you think people would start getting up in arms just to get ready because they've seen what he does. Like, is it any real surprise that that many star systems all came to the resistance fight? Yeah, plenty of people are still alive and over the Emperor's tyranny. It's true. Uh, I guess it's email time, right? Yeah, it is email time. Sequel is long? I'm going to do John's first just because he doesn't include a rating. Actually, no, he does, but I mean, I figure... Actually... I'll hold off on both ratings. I'll do John's first, because he sent it first. So John, if you're not familiar, he was on our episode where we did the movie The Shadow, and he's my friend, and we saw this movie together. So John writes, Hello, Zeros. Been a while since I wrote in. Felt like an appropriate time to do so with the end of the Skywalker saga, presumably. As a Star Wars fan since the age of seven, I have read comics and books, watched the shows, and owned multiple copies of many of the movies. I have even seen the holiday special three times in full. That's insane. That's one more time than I have. I hope to never get there. I wanted to give my opinions on the movie and look forward to hearing yours as well. Before I do, I must express where I stand with this trilogy as a whole. I rank the movies as such, 8, 7, 9. 8 and 7 are sometimes interchangeable, usually with 8 coming out on top. Many will disregard my opinion after having heard that, so if there is ever a time in the future where I can debate my opinions, I would gladly come on the show to do it. Yeah, maybe, why not? Yeah. Anyway, The Rise of Skywalker was an entertaining but poorly put together movie that leans so hard into nostalgia, I found it missed the mark altogether. This movie is without a doubt a reaction to fan backlash. That was Disney's first misstep. Their desire to course correct in one movie was also a bad call, with a plot that seemed to almost disregard the previous two. A plot so overblown it could have been its own three-part saga. These are but a few issues. Don't even get me started on Hux or Rose's stories. We should probably talk about that. Holy shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that after this email break. There are many things to pick at this movie for, and people would be right to do so. There are some good things, too, but they were so spread out, the movie left me with a feeling of longing. Perhaps that was the idea. Only one moment of nostalgia really hit home. A few seconds of my boy Wedge back in the fray. Because they have Wedge Antilles in the final battle when he shows up. Oh, shit. John said he was the most moved by that moment of anything in the movie. Fair enough. I was like, weird choice, but that's cool. Weird flex, but okay. Billy D was also fun to have back. The action pieces and sets were mostly amazing, and getting more Sith, more Sith history was fun too. All in all, it was a middling movie that I think once the hype of it comes down will leave the fans divided and wanting more of the Skywalker saga. It is, in my opinion, the most, the most like one of the now non-canon expanded universe novels with its grandiose performances. I give it a three or four stones depending on the day. Thanks for letting this fan rant and I look forward to hearing your stuff. John. So uh, before I do sequels, we should probably talk yeah, about Hux and Rose. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, I mean, at least one half of that is really easy to forget because Rose is only kind of in this movie. She's barely in this movie and... That's a problem. It's a problem because she's very heavily in The Last Jedi, and that's definitely a fan backlash because they hated her character. I think they can all go to fucking hell. I love that character. I liked her, and... I think she was one of the better parts of Last Jedi. What are you talking about? I How do you not like her? What, what do people say? 
Uh, I don't know specifically. Find me on Twitter. They don't. I, Find me on Twitter and tell me why you don't like Rose. I will fight you. Yeah, people hated the character for whatever reason. I don't know. The when she <laughs> saves Finn. It's one of the best moments in that movie. It, I, I mean, it could go either way. It's a good oh, moment, my... but him sacrificing himself is also good. Yeah, sure. It works. But they that line. Work. But that line is so good. Yeah, I think people hated that too. I that line is so good. I oh. I can't speak. I didn't hate right. it, so I can't tell you what You're people right. hated. You're right, Joe. I can't. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. Something that made me laugh, another thing in this movie that made me laugh in my head was how hard Finn friend zones Rose. <laughs> he just like pats her on the shoulder as he walks by, and that's all they interact after they were clearly building a love storyline between the two of them. Or at least it could have been unrequited, but like it's not even touched on in this. That was one of the major like huge retcon fuck the last Jedi moments of this movie. <laughs> And I was like, wow. But if they're not going to give us the payoff of Finn and Rey, then why not let that go forward? Right? Like, that's one of the things that, like... Listen, if you're going to make Rey... If your goal was to make Rey and Ben fall for each other and be, like, that couple, okay, then let Finn have that love story with Rose, then... Right? Like, why do you not need that? Like, why not let that happen? Yeah, they decided oh. not to do that, and instead they introduce, what's her name? I assume was supposed to be a potential love interest for Finn, because they were both stormtroopers. What is her name? I can't find it in the Wikipedia. It starts with a J. It says Janna. It's J-A-N-N-A-H. Okay, Janna it is. So, yeah, I assume that's what her point was. But... So that's Rose. We were disappointed with the use of Rose. Yep. And Hux... Okay, so he has made such a bitch in the last two movies, and he's barely in this one. He's such a powerful force in the first movie. Yeah, they just shit on his character. They just shit all over his character, and then he becomes the spy. Which I'm like, okay, all right, I see, I see you, I see you, General Hux. Weird turn, but okay. Weird flex, but okay. But again, I mean, he's done. But I mean, he even has the line that really like makes it okay for me. Uh, I don't care the... if you win. I just need Kylo Ren to lose. Yeah, like, that's okay. All that's right. the only part of it. Like, that's the only thing in, I think, the last two movies he's said or done that I've been like, that was a good choice. Yeah, agreed. Totally agree on that. And then he does the he does the classic, you gotta shoot me or they're not gonna believe that I let you, that, they're not gonna believe that yeah. I didn't let you go. And then they don't believe him anyway, and he does. Yeah. Cool. It's one of the primary bad characters that they set up in the first movie of this trilogy goes out like a little bitch. It feels like they just had no idea what to do with him. Yep. And what do they do? Who do they replace him with? One of the generals from the original fucking trilogy. Was he? Yeah. Pretty sure. I didn't so I I wasn't sure if he had appeared cuz I I wasn't familiar with the name General Pride. I don't I don't recognize the name. I recognize the face. I feel like the face is in I don't know. I might be wrong. Or Admiral Pride, I don't really know. Are they admirals or generals? I mean, it, it, they say navy, so probably admiral. It's literally not important enough for the Wikipedia article to mention it. But Wikipedia. I will pull up the sequel email while we look for this. I'll go back to the Wikipedia and look at the cast section. I just had that idea. I don't know. He's he general. did first appear in this. I'm sorry. He's a legion general pride. Okay, so his title is a legion general. So he's a general. Okay. And his first appearance is in this. I really yeah, I thought, thought so. Maybe it's just because he has that look of the old school ones from the original trilogy. Yeah, I guess. 
You know, because he's dressed all in black like everyone else except Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> and his brake hold. Sequels email. Sequels email. He writes, Hello, fellow Zeros. <laughs> I tried to get his cadence as possible, much as possible, too. That was a good cadence, honestly. Thank you. I've been working on it. Wow. There's a lot to digest with this one. First off, I found the movie incredibly entertaining. The two plus hours went by very fast, and there didn't seem to be any parts that dragged on for very long. My favorite part of the entire trilogy is the character arc of Kylo slash Ben. To me, he's the most well-developed character in the story, and I was captivated by his journey. Making the decision to turn back to the light side was just as agonizing for him as it was to turn dark. I am a sucker for motivational speeches. After Poe and Finn rally the troops for their final epic battle, I was ready to jump out of my seat and run through a wall. I was so pumped. That's actually a good thing we didn't touch on. I did like that scene, too. Thank you, sequel. Yeah, good job, sequel. Also, I thought Carrie Fisher's scenes were handled beautifully considering the circumstances. Agreed. Agreed. I love the inclusion of Babu Frick and Dio. It's always nice that Star Wars includes minor secondary characters that steal whatever scenes they are in. Yeah, they kind of do. Babu Frick was so fucking cool. Yeah, Babu Frick was great. Dio I was okay with, but he definitely did steal scenes. <laughs> no thank you. Oh, Dio is Dio the... Dio's the new droid. Oh my god, that's something I have to say that, that I actually okay. love about this movie. Um, sorry, Sigma, I'm going to pause your email for a minute. So, I almost touched on it and we got off track, but we see Ray healing touch the snake, and the snake moves, and VV8 kind of comes up and asks her what the hell that was, and she explains it, and she says, the last line of that, of that scene is, it's nothing you wouldn't do if you could. So then, what do they do? They go back to the ship, he finds a droid that's out of commission because it doesn't have any battery, what is it? and then what does he do? He gives that droid... Some of his life force, his battery life, to recharge him. Fucking beautiful. Yeah, that's it cool. It was fucking beautiful when that happened. I actually didn't even think about that. Yeah. But that's that's a good point. I like that. And, like, the way that that droid was like, no, thank you, no, thank you. Like, it was very scared at first. It's like mm. a cat that you just, like, saved. Like, oh, my God. Yep. Okay. Sorry. That was all good. Uh, where do we get up to? Now for the bad. Actually, that was a good time to pause. Yeah. <laughs> There is some real sloppy and rushed filmmaking here. I felt J.J. had to do a lot of damage control considering how divisive The Last Jedi was to the fan base. It's clear and obvious he didn't like Rose. I don't blame him. And it was shocking, in a bad way, how General Hux's character arc played out. They had a real missed opportunity with Palpatine. To make him the puppet master felt like a last-ditch Hail Mary. It's almost as if J.J. didn't expect Snoke to die in Episode Eight and had to pull Palpatine out of his ass. Yes. That's kind of how it feels, yeah. That is literally exactly what it feels like. I was surprised that they revealed him so early, so early in the film. I would have preferred if they built up built up to it. I'm stumbling all over words. I'm sorry, everyone. I wanted to feel something when Chewie, quote-unquote, dies and C-3PO gets his memory erased. I think the producers wanted me to feel something also. I just couldn't because they didn't commit to it nearly long enough to get a reaction from me. I felt 3PO. I didn't feel Chewie. Yeah. Yeah, Chewie... Because I knew Chewie wasn't dead. Yeah, they weren't going to do it. Like you said, they weren't going to do a boy like that. C-3PO, the setup the setup was, was all I needed. The, I'm going to say, wanted to look at my friends one last that time. That got me. That, that got me. That, got that was, me. That was, that was, was good like, enough. I was like, oh, C-3PO, damn it. Yeah, yeah, that's good enough for me. Lastly, the scene that bothered me the most was the final battle. They treated the audience. They treat the audience like idiots. We all know that the success of the Resistance depends on Lando and Chewie rallying ordinary people of the galaxy to rise up and fight. 
There are more of us than there are more of us than them is a major theme of the movie. They wanted an endgame like portal scene so badly. Poe reminds the audience of this so many times. Look, we all know help is on the way. Say the line once in the beginning, then by the time the reveal happens it will mean so much more. And then he includes his rating. Okay. And I actually accidentally gave John's rating before because I forgot to stop reading. It's okay. Those are our emails. If you would like to send us an email for a future podcast, send it to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Should we read it? Or do we have more to do? Because I feel like this is already running long. No, I think that's about it. I mean, I got, I'm glad I remembered. I could talk about this for two more hours, but that's yeah, not helping easily. anyone. I mean, yeah. for real. There's a lot that I, we didn't dive into. I mean, and I'm not seeing it once. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just want to make sure we go on record here at the end to make sure everybody understands that it's not a bad movie. We don't dislike this. I know we talked about a lot of the the sloppy the, the sloppy nature of a lot of this film, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. It's a middle-of-the-road Star Wars movie. Yes. Which is not a bad thing. No. It's, it's not the worst thing you could be. No, not at all. I'm ready to stone it, though. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, from here on out. I'm not from here on up. We're going to be giving a score of Infinity Stones to Star Wars Episode Nine now. Those goes on our scale from 1 to 6. If you give it 6 stones, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet. We're going to find out how many stones the two of us and our absentee partner sequel are giving this movie. Starting with, I guess, Corey, because he's the other one here. Yeah, I'm going to be on the conservative side today. Um, conservative Corey. Conservative Corey. Um... Lucy Goosey Corey would definitely have given this a five stone and been like, I can always drop a stone later if I see it and, uh, and, and those things hold up. I think I'm going to go the other way with it. I'm going to give this movie four stones and say that after a rewatch or two, this might even be able to get bumped up to five if I can start kind of forgiving the things I didn't like about it. But just because of how sloppy it was and how much they tried to get done and how ineffective it was ultimately trying to get those things done, um, this is a this is a four stone movie. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's like I said a moment ago, it's a middle-of-the-road Star Wars movie. I will say, the one thing I didn't touch on is that I was much happier with Finn's role in this movie compared to 8, because Finn is barely an 8, oh and God, he does yeah. like nothing in it, and he's my favorite character. So I was very disappointed heading out of 7 into 8 to find out that he did nothing. So he did a lot more in this, so I was happier with that. And I'm going to agree with you on score as well. I'm giving this four stones because it's, yeah, it's not good enough. I gave eight five, and it's not good enough to get the five from me. I think I gave... I hope it improves with subsequent viewings. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like it will. I mean, I gave Force Awakens a a gauntlet, I think, um, and that fucking deserved it, in my opinion. And and it sucks that they kind of start off on this, like, crazy good high note and can't figure their shit out in the subsequent two movies, but... It is what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah. And sequels rating. Spoilers. We're going to be sweeping. Overall, sequel said, I found the movie entertaining, but there are definitely flaws. I'll give it four stones. The Indian Planet. We're all on the same page. We get it. <laughs> I found that funny. What do you say? Oh, no, no. I just, I, I said the rest of that. Oh. <laughs> we all gave it four stones, though. Yeah. I mean, sounds right. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to really... Do, I mean, we've disagreed plenty before. I feel like we disagree on things within a movie, but we still agree on like the overarching goodness of a movie. Nobody's been like For the one most stone part. versus six stones. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. No. I don't, I don't think, think it so. should. I doubt it. 
Because if, so, if it's good or bad enough for someone to give it that extreme, I don't think someone should be giving it the other extreme. We're all reasonable people here. Generally, yeah. And those are our scores for Star Wars Episode Nine. If you want to let us know your thoughts about the movie... Right, this is the social media part? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't write that down. It's fine. If you want to know what you thought about the movie in, you know, a reasonably short email that's not very angry, that would be great. You can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. You can direct all of your anger in, what is it, 260 characters? I think it's 280. 280? 280 characters on Twitter to us at ZTH Podcast. Or if you have a red lightsaber because we made you so mad you turned Sith, take a picture of it, post that on Instagram, send it to us at ZTH Podcast. We are also on Facebook. That's not you. Throw it away. <laughs> Facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast or search Zeros Talking Heroes. Zeros and Heroes ends in E-S. It sure does. And using that spelling, you can find us on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Check us out on there. Give us a five-star rating if you're able. Leave a review if you want. Tell people about the show. That's, that's what we need. Tell people, hey, they just reviewed Star Wars Episode Nine, And if you're sadistic, they also last week reviewed the Star Wars Holiday Special. I can't believe we did they that. They suffered through that for people's enjoyment. You better fucking enjoyed that. I really hope people did. Stir, whip, whip, stir, stir, whip, 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 stir. No, we're going to beat it. Too. No, I can't no. do this. I can't, we don't have time. We don't have time. Corey's having war flashbacks. We should go. Think of war flashbacks. I can't wait to see 1917 this week. Okay. That movie's going to be fucking I had fantastic. To, I had to think of what movie that was. Got it. And that's our podcast. We've wrapped up the Skywalker saga in Star Wars movies. Well, not us, personally, because we haven't done, like, six of them. Yeah, right? No, five. Five of them. Uh, yeah, five of them. But we'll get to those. All in good time. So thanks for tuning into this episode. Next time we're doing a movie, we haven't figured out what that is yet, but, you know. I have a strong feeling it's going to be Hancock. It could be. We did discuss that. We'll catch you next time. Remember, it's my job, as always, to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. The Rise of Skywalker included. Talk to you next time, and goodbye. Adios. Adios.